That's Annie and Rod Caps with the title track from their latest album, When They Fall, one of our favourite recordings of 2019, and one that has been very well received by the folk DJ community in general. It's a wonderful collection of songs that really fit every mood, from the light and cheery to the serious and dramatic. What all these songs have in common, though, is that they're all very well written and beautifully sung and played by a fine group of musicians. To learn more about the album, we're pleased to welcome Annie Caps to Folk Roots Radio. It's great to be able to talk to you today. Thanks, Jan. I'm so glad you called. 
You must be really happy with this album. It certainly has been very well received. I think this is, is this your eighth studio album? Yeah. Yes. Surprisingly. Yeah. No, we're, we're are thrilled with this record. I'm, you know, at, as you said, eight records later, we, we keep learning things every time we make a new recording. And we've been doing almost all of our recordings at the same recording studio um, here in Ann Arbor. We've been working with the engineer, Jeff Michael, over there for the last couple of them. And he's just, I don't know, his sensibilities have really spoken to us and he understands and listens what we're looking for. And um, this time around, we just made sure that we wanted to listen to this record over and over again. We keep evolving, so. There's a lovely sound to it, and I didn't know whether mm -hmm. that was just because you've developed a, a lovely sound. We'll talk about the players on the album in a, a mm -hmm. few moments, but is that something that just comes in the studio? You know, because one of the things I think is really important to me is I like my instruments to breathe. I like there to be space. And I also like, you know, your vocal is always beautiful because it kind of floats over the, the top of everything. And I just uh, wondered if that's just the fact that you're in a studio that really feels good for you and you're working with the, the same people each time. Well, yes. And um, it's probably important to note that we have a home recording studio here and I record all of my vocals at home because, you know, for the very reason that I want to be completely and 100% at ease. And I mean, financially speaking, I could go into a studio and sing a song, of course, but I'm going to be so particular about every note and every nuance. And I am not a girl who appreciates auto-tune because, I mean, for myself, because I've been singing long enough to know how to sing on pitch. And if I don't, I'm going to go back and redo it. We did that at home. We did my banjo tracks we cut at home. And then we take those recordings into the studio and our engineer works his magic. And, you know, usually it's, we don't like things to sound too overproduced. So there's a lot of rehearsal that goes in advance. There's not a lot of overdubs in terms of, you know, the musicians all play together in the studio, you know, to lay down the basic tracks. And then, you know, the solo work is done separately. And I don't know, I mean, it's a combination of a great engineer who knows how to capture a great sound right away and doesn't have to do a lot of fancy footwork after the fact and great playing, as you said, and then working on our arrangements. So we know what we're doing. And like you said, space, that's really important to us as well. We like to feel, we want our audience to hear the same thing on our recordings that they hear from us live or as close to it. So like when you get that, which one, we're lucky enough to have our amazing drummer along, you know, we can recreate that. Pretty, I can't play the banjo and the guitar at the same time. That's the only problem. <laughs> it's interesting you say that because, um, you know, that's one of the, the huge things about, you know, recording albums is trying to get that, especially when, you know, so much of your income now depends on your live work. It's to mm -hmm. try and make sure that, you know, what you're putting out in an album really does reflect, you know, how you would sound live. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that a lot of solo performers who put out records that have full bands in them, and I, I, I'm all for that because I do think that a, a sonically, you know, you want people to want to listen to the record. And sometimes, you know, I want to hear John Gorka with a full band because I know I can go hear him solo live. But other times, you know, we you want to absolutely be able to, you know, be authentic about it. You know, so Brad and I play as a duo a lot and... You know, they're 
and sometimes we play as a trio, so we don't always have the full band. And you're right, we do try and be as authentic as we can and not fool the people into thinking they're going to get something completely different. <laughs> so let's talk about the people that play with you in the studio, because I think that you've played together as a band for quite a long time, haven't you? Yeah, Jason Denny, he's our number one side guy. He's been with us for 14, almost 15 years. Um, this will be the fourth record that he's been on, but the third that he's been really immersed in help in his part of it and the arrangements. Um, he's been involved in the get-go with a lot of these songs. We spent a lot of time, you know, really working with the arrangements, as I said, and we've been playing these songs, a lot of them live. Some of them actually we haven't, so I should be careful what I say there. A few of these songs just sort of got thrown at the guys at the last minute and they still worked their magic. So, but Jason Denny is a phenomenal musician. He's also a wonderful singer songwriter. For us, he is primarily mandolin and vocals. He's a great singer, but he also has his band Thunderwood who's been out there in Kingsville, playing at the Kingsville Folk Festival. Yeah, so he's just tremendous. We pinch ourselves every time we get to share the stage with him, but he's like a member of our family. Ozzy Andrews, a bassist, is our bassist. He's been with us for about the last five years, the last two recordings. And he, we've known for 20 plus years. We have a mutual, really close friend, but he moved back in, back to the States, I don't know, sometime within the last 10 years. And we crossed paths and said, hey, we're looking for a bassist. And, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. He's a workhorse. He plays with about seven bands. <laughs> And then the drummer on the album, Michael Sh Mike Shimon, I, I don't even know what to say about him. He just, he's one of those drummers that has a sensibility and instinct that immediately works for us. A drummer can make or break an album. I don't even have to tell him what I need. I can say, this has got this very orchestral sound, you know, and he is so versatile, um, but he's out there playing with Joshua Davis and May Earlywine and um, his uh, group, the Olam with Tyler Duncan is out doing some touring with well. I mean, he plays with some magnificent people and we're again, honored that he's uh, willing to join our little band once in a while. So big part of it. I Did I come everyone? Oh, there's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's been playing a lot more of the viola lately. So, you know, and I've been playing a lot of banjo. So instrumentation wise, we're, you know, really experimenting uh, with more of that, which, I love. Let's talk about the songs on the album because uh, 12 songs on the album, these were collected over a period of 10 years, I, I read. Is that right? Yeah. You know, I've been writing songs since as far back as I can remember. And I used to be much more prolific. Um, but I've, you know, the more you write, I always say the more, I, more songs I write, the more critical I am and the more difficult it is to finish because um, I think it was John Gorka who said, we're always competing with our last best song. So as soon as you feel like you've written something that's just this, you know, tour de force or whatever, just a great song, you always want to keep upping the ante, you know? And so it, it is a challenge to, you know, just get to that point where you're really, really happy with a song. And so a lot of times I'll write a song and it doesn't feel right, you know, at this time. And I revisit it. Two of these songs, Happy New Year and Miss and Miracles were both intended for the last record but I had to rewrite a couple of lines in Happy New Year in order to be happy with it. And um, I think Missing Miracles, I finally decided that there's nothing I want to change about it. I just really love the song. 
I want to put it out there. So it ended up working really, really well with the theme of this record. And sometimes that's all it takes, you know, walking through, we wrote, I don't know, I started that song probably eight years ago when we were living in a different house and then, you know, circumstances changed. So we had to leave and move away from that house. The song completely evolved into this kind of moving on heartbreak, you know, and, and became about that experience. And so, yeah, I, I don't always finish songs quickly. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, this is, and then others were more new when they fall the title track, fairly new song. I've been a member of the Yellow Room Gang, as, as you know, which is a, a group of songwriters, phenomenal songwriters that get together once a month. We try anyway to critique new works in progress. So their voices are always in my head as I'm writing. And then I also belong to a, a group of songwriters that meet every Monday. You know, we sort of open it up to everybody that we critique each other's songs. It's very much like the Yellow Room Gang. So this keeps me on my toes and it keeps me looking. But if I'm not always inspired to write something that week, I will frequently go digging back through unfinished songs. And it has motivated me to get back and find things that little gems that I had in my files. So we started off with the title track, When They mm -hmm. Fall. That's a song, I think, written about the, the whole issue of gentrification. I wondered if you were talking about somewhere specific when you wrote that song. Well, yeah, I mean, I think my closest inspiration for that is Detroit. You know, I grew up in a suburb of Detroit called Southfield in that area. And we spent, you know, my teenage years, I used to drive down to the city all the time. And, you know, we'd go to Cobo Hall and you know, we crossed over the bridge to go to Windsor. I love the growth that's happening down there. But I also visit a friend of mine who lives in an area that's sort of affluent but just on the other side of where she lives is blown out buildings. And, you know, very close is a, an area you wouldn't want to walk at night. And um, she's in this gated community. And, you know, there's a lot of that disparate, you know, existence that still lives. You can, you can be in this beautiful part of town and feel like it's really exciting and, and energizing and, and growth and it's beautiful, but there's, I think a lot of people that are getting left behind and there's a lot of talk about that still, you know, in our media, the, the big money that's hiring people that don't even live in the city. And that there's a lot of these jobs that are coming in aren't, aren't actually helping the folks that live there. And then their taxes go up because the property values go up and, and you know, we're just, I mean, the whole idea of gentrification. So I think the idea of painting a picture of people getting lost in the shadows and kids from the suburbs, you know, running around the streets drunk and some of it's about that fall as well. You know, one of the things I, I love about it is it really kind of provokes you to think about it because, you know, there is it's that whole yin and yang, you know, about the idea of, of you know, redeveloping cities and obviously, a, especially a city like Detroit that that fell so far, trying to get them to actually bring the whole city up, which I guess is something that will happen in time. The interesting thing about this album, though, is the fact that you have, you know, fairly serious song like that as the title track. But then the next track we're playing, I think is, is really a love song. That would be, that would do some good. 
And it's yeah. just a, a lovely feel. I love the country feel to this song. Tell us about it. This is one of the newer songs from the record as well. But boy, the minute we started playing it out, people really gravitated toward it. My love song to Rod, he and I are, couldn't be more opposite in a lot of ways. I'm, I was very much the social butterfly and he was very much in, you know, the quiet one. Don't get me wrong. We're both introverts in our own way, but you know, when I'm out, I'm generally comfortable in a group of people and he would prefer to be, you know, quietly by himself playing his guitar and, you know, that whole picture of, you know, we do me good to slow down and him good to get out and paint the town. It's just like, it would be do us both good to like try something different and, you know, just also slowing down to just be with each other as well. Cause as much as we do this music together, you know, he still works a day job at the university. We spend a lot of time together, but as most couples know, you're not always just because you're together, you're not actually together together. So it's a beautiful song, and certainly I can see why it, it has been very popular. I know it's uh, it's a song that a lot of folk DJs have played because it's it's just a lot of fun. Let's listen to that just now. This is Annie and Rod Caps with "That Would Do Some Good" from their wonderful new album, "When They Fall." You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall.
That's Annie and Rod Caps with That Would Do Some Good from their latest album entitled When They Fall. It's an absolutely fabulous album. It's been getting lots of airplay from folk DJs across the world, not just in North America. Annie Caps is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. I want to talk about live because you mentioned at the start of the interview, Annie, that sometimes it's just you and Rod playing together. But you have such a wonderful band. It must be such a pleasure when you can take the band out on the road with you. Rod and I did a lot of duo gigs in our, you know, earlier years of kind of coming out in the singer-songwriter world. But we grew up with bands. You know, we came from the rock band world. And we love the fullness and the sound and the rhythm and the groove. And, you know, the engagement between Rod and Jason is just, you know, part of what we do and it's the excitement of the show and just elevates our sound the three-part harmony certainly having a bassist along with the low end you know just really Ozzy is incredible and so yeah of course any chance we get to have these guys with us we we do you know financially um and scheduling is always a you know kind of an ongoing thing with us as I said they both play with other uh, groups and you know, they're committed to what we do when we can, but we're not able to tour as much and as often. Although we've threatened to just jump on a plane and go to Europe for a couple of months. We'll see. We're hoping. But Canada's nice and close. I mean, you guys are only an hour away, really. Well, I mean, we we definitely, I know you, you mentioned earlier, you played at Kingsville Folk Music Festival. It would, would be absolutely lovely to, to get you back over here because to say this, this album is so good. If you want to pitch to people, come to an Annie and Rodcap show, what can they expect? We always say you get lots of hot licks, great three-part harmony. Biggest compliment we get, you know, aside from people being very kind about the music, is they always point out how much fun we have. As a band, as much as we love playing for an audience, we, we just enjoy each other and we enjoy the music that we make together so much. and even though a lot of songs are sort of serious, we do have a kind of playfulness about us. And, you know, I like to get goofy. And so I think there's always a lot of laughs and a lot of smiles and, you know, incredible musicianship. I can't say enough about the incredible musicianship. You know, we do a handful of instrumental tunes we always throw into our shows because Jason and Rod love to dabble in fiddle tunes. Um, We've got, big old banjo medley that we throw in. So we like to break things up and take people on a journey musically as well as you know, lyrically and emotionally. I, I put a lot of thought into the way our set lists go to kind of keep the energy in a nice 
high place and then dip down a little bit here and there. So yeah, we, we give a lot of thought to that. The stories in between the songs, you know, are important to us to make sure, especially if we've got a new audience in front of us that hasn't heard the same stories over and over again, those are always fun to bring back. And now we have so many songs, Lordy, it's hard for us. It's like, you know, there's still songs from albums, you know, two albums ago that we haven't played in a very, very long time. And I think you're also involved in another band, Diamonds in, in the Rust. And I think that's a band that's basically some of your songwriting friends that have come together to do something different. And I think there's a full-length album coming from that band in 2020. Yes, ma'am. Um, we uh, Diamonds in the Rust is an exciting project. Jan Christ and Jim Beiser who are both members of the Yellow Room Gang and also dear, dear friends. And I'm a huge fan of both of them, both as solo performers and as a duo. And they're a tremendous duo. They've put out two duo records. We did a Joni Mitchell tribute a couple of years back. Things worked out in such a way that it became just Jan and her husband, Alan, who's a wonderful drummer, and Jim and myself and Rod, and we put together this band and we thought, gosh, this is way fun. And um, the next thing we knew, Jan was talking about it at the Northeast Regional Folk Alliance Conference with somebody and she booked a gig before we ever had put the band together. We didn't even have a band name. There was enough interest in this collaboration of people. So, you know, that just lit a fire under us. And here we are. We've got an EP out right now. And then we'll be working on recording that full length album that we're hoping to release May. So fingers crossed on that. Um, that's an amazing, fun project as well. Another thing that, you know, like we try not to do the same song. So, you know, I've got to start working on writing songs specifically for that project. You know, my brain has to shift gears because it is a different sound than what we do with our band. Three singer-songwriters up front, and then we've got five-part harmony in that band. So that's super fun. Been great to talk to you today. If people want to learn more about the music of Annie and Rod Caps, you can go to MaynardMusic.com. That is the the hub online for all of that information. I want to finish with one final song, and we've chosen this little apple, which is is a wonderful song because it just makes you feel great by the time you get to the end of it. The interesting thing was that I think this was a song written in the wake of the 2016 election. <laughs> but it, it actually is, it seems quite uplifting because of the fact that you weave in a sort of a requiem to some of the, the people that we've sadly lost since then. Can you talk about coming up with this song? Yeah. Well, you mentioned the Yellow Room Gang. And I mean, I have very vivid memories of writing this song. We do an annual show, which I'll plug right now since you're close enough, um, at the Ark in Ann Arbor, um, the first Saturday of the year, usually only show where the whole gang gets together and I was trying to come up with something new for that show and I had been looking at a list of all the people that had passed away you know the people of note who passed away in 2016 and I just could not believe what I was seeing you know at the time it was you know, the list of people David Bowie, Glenn Fry, Leonard Cohen, Guy Clark, Leon Russell you know my list is the Requiem I wanted to do something about that. I don't know. I just started playing around thinking I was going to do a, a mashup of these artists and then have a magnetic poetry wall in my music room. And 
just the words bless and apple came along. I just literally started singing this. And as I mentioned earlier, I am not somebody, I'm not a deliberate songwriter. I'm not somebody who can quickly finish a song. I don't consider a song done in its first draft ever. This came out within, I mean, it was the day of the show. This came out of me and I played it that night and it was incredibly well received. I just was really inspired to just, yeah, I was feeling pretty low <laughs> in January of 2017. So as, as were a lot of people, I was trying to look for reasons to be grateful and feel hopeful and, and also pay tribute to those that being forgotten. Grateful for the little things while we also try not to forget the important things you know, our homeless communities and our people that deserve to be acknowledged. It's a great song. And as I said before, it's it's just really uplifting. And the fact that, you know, I guess it's the fact that we will endure and, you know, and this nightmare will eventually be over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can hopefully move to a more positive future. So I, I really want to thank you for this song, the album, mm-hmm. and spending time with us today. It's just been absolutely wonderful. Oh, thanks, Jan. I really, really appreciate you. This is Annie and Rod Caps with This Little Apple from their wonderful new album, When They Fall. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. And thanks again. This little apple in my hand That I'm eating like I haven't got a care In the world Plus this house in which we live Though it needs a bit of work For its beauty to unfurl Plus this man who holds me tight While I'm sleeping Tells me everything will be okay Bless this stage where I stand with all my friends Who lift me up in every possible way Oh
Leonard Cohen, Aretha Franklin, and Tom Petty, Ralph, Bowie, Prince, Guy, Glenn Fry, and Merle. Bless every single one of 